This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Happy birthday, Ian. Happy birthday, Eric. Here we go. Here we yeah. go. Um, milestone, the, this milestone. It, it's a millstone. It's a milestone. <laughs> yeah. It's anything you want to call it. Yeah. Um, by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be practically, I think it's two days away from the very first episode uh, that, that aired a year ago. So yeah, it, it is our birthday one. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, here we go. Uh, birthday uh, event. That's good. Episode 50. No that's cake. good. No cake. No cake. No cake. And <clears throat> I didn't provide a cake because it, it's it's kind of a bittersweet one because we're yeah. at episode 50. But as I've, as I've said, this is a finite series, uh, yeah, this podcast. We're, we're middle-aged, don't we? We are middle-aged because yeah. we end at episode 100. So we're at the halfway mark now. Yeah. Every Every episode we do after this, we're nearer to the end than that we were to the beginning. Which is, uh, that's true for our lives as well. This Sadly. Is <laughs> yeah. Just to get the celebrations off to a yeah, yeah, start. Yeah, thanks for that, Ian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm glad we've reached 50. When we started it, we didn't know how long it was going to no. go, if anyone was going to listen. But uh, people are listening. And, yeah, the response uh, seems to have been very good. Yeah, and we enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, if... No death threats yet. So. No, 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 not yet. No. <laughs> We'll yeah. we'll see when we reach certain characters towards the end uh, whether that happens or not. But uh, here we are, episode fifty. Um, welcome aboard, anyone that might be listening out there. Um, stick with us. This might be a bit of a long episode, but uh, uh, we have an incentive to uh, stay tuned towards the end, haven't we? Yes, we're finally having to bribe the listener. Yeah, so we have our bribe. To Radio Four instead. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, hang on for the bribe. I should put that on the show notes on iTunes. Yes, yeah. Um, so this is a story, of course, that we've um, covered before. Uh, Power play, um, and uh, we gushed, didn't we? Uh, we did gush. We did uh, indeed over good old uh, section leader Clegg, didn't yes. we? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you mentioned just before we started recording, but it's definitely true. We're, we're doing the uh, the lesser of the storylines, aren't we? In this mm. one, in this episode. Yeah. But that's not to say it's a bad storyline. It's just that it's trying to compete with uh, Clegg. Not when you go up against Clegg, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's a very noticeable story this one because, of course, we've got two actors who appeared in the same Star Wars film. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because you've got old Clegg there, uh, Michael Shared who played uh, Admiral Ozzel in Empire yes. Strikes Back, and, and our guest character of the week here, John Hollis, of course, yes. was Lobot, Lobot wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, Lobot, yeah. yeah. I remember in, um, did you used to get Star Wars Weekly and Empire Strikes Back? Oh, Weekly I did, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they made a big fuss about Lobot. They about, did. Yeah, there was like photos on it, it's like, who is this mysterious guy? And then you watch a film, it's like, oh, 
He's he's not really in it much. He's not in it much. He's line perfect. He is. <laughs> he he is line perfect. And I I tell you what, I don't know if you're aware, but you know he has a lot of love in Star Wars fandom. Oh, Lobot. I am. Right. What, yeah. Lobot or, or the the Mr. Holosy actor. Well, I think both. I think yeah. both. I, it, it, it's regretful, you know, that he died so young because I'm sure if he went out on, if he was still alive and went out on the, uh, on the, uh, you know, convention oh, rounds yeah. now, I mean, he'd be revered because yeah, everybody definitely. does love him. I mean, you know, um, our colleagues on Neozaz, uh, Star Wars in character, uh, when they started, Lobot was the very first uh, character oh, they yeah. ever looked at. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he is, yeah, yeah, you know, he he's very fondly uh, remembered, as is a lot of um, uh, the actors' work. But we'll talk about that when we get. Yes, to, yeah, he uh, was, yeah, he was sort of the. Um, if they couldn't get Richard O'Brien, they would hire <laughs> him, wouldn't they? So he, he appeared in a lot of stuff. You're saying he's the poor man's Richard O'Brien? I, I wouldn't you? have put it like that, but. But, yes, yeah, you have. <laughs> Through inference, you have. Yeah. I just voiced the inference. Okay. He's the BBC's version of Richard O'Brien. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, bargain basement. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Poor fellow, eh? Yeah. Poor fe- that got the story. Yeah. That got the show off to a good start, didn't it? Just Already, we've, the, the we've insulted it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, well, we'll crack on, and regrettably. Uh, we've got to fast forward past all the Clegg and Tarrant scenes, yeah, because we've already discussed it, haven't we, in a very yeah, early could, episode. If you if you were really um, uh, mad as a listener, you could go and find the other episode and play the bits in order and get a full episode review. You could, yeah, yeah. it would be like a double feature. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go back. I think it was it was very early. It was before ten, wasn't it? It was yeah. before oh, episode yeah. ten. I tried yeah. to find my notes on it. Um, to see you know whether any of my views had changed and i couldn't find my notes so it was back when i was doing it on napkins so <laughs> early days back to kfc yeah. is sponsored if, by if, yeah. if you ever do like the equivalent of the uh, the original vhs compilations that's a perfect one to go together and at least all right okay yeah later on after episode 100 we might put out some you know retro styles, yeah. spliced together miss out bit things yeah in in homage to what yeah. they did yes I, yeah. weirdly though we couldn't do a blooper tape could we because they stay in <laughs> <laughs> we don't cut anything else no. out on this show oh no 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 all right Edison. so yeah <laughs> so yeah we're going to skip through all the Clegg and Tarrant uh, yeah. scenes and uh, we're going to go to the bit where Avon's been knocked out um, by Tarrant and uh, and Villa comes through on the speakers um, I'm going to do a, a, a clip here an audio clip here and it's quite a lengthy one um, this because yeah. you know it includes both Villa coming through on the Liberator and we find out what's happened to Villa. Um, and I'm going to put it all in because it also does allow us to hear Clegg one last time yes. on this podcast, oh, all right? Yes. Yeah. So here we go. Here we go with Clegg. If you'd been a bit less sudden, we'd have known the truth by now. Or you might have had the back of your head blown off. Sam, do you read me, Sam? Please respond if you're receiving. Same, same distress call, same frequency. Still a long way off. Computer's responding again. Look, it's very lonely where I am. Wherever it is. I'm cold and I'm miserable. And I'm hurt. I'm hungry. Instruments are registering a change of course. The ship's locking onto the signal. Right. 
It is one of Blake's people. And we're heading towards him. Not being reasonable. All I ask is that you let me know you're getting my signal. I don't want a long conversation. I'm not interested in the latest news. Just confirm that you hear me. Come in. All these instruments are reading. The ship's transmitting back to him. But he's not getting it. Maybe a fault in his receiver. Call yourself a computer. You're an idiot, Ed. You should have been melted down for scrap years ago. You electronic moron. Oh. Help me, will you, Zen? I'm in bad trouble. This sounds big and bad-tempered. I just hope it's vegetarian. Is there anybody there? There's something moving out there, man. Keep your weapons ready. Yes, sir. Now, don't be nervous, men. There are ten of us. And all heavily armed. I just hope that whoever's out there has the good sense to leave us alone. I'm going to give them ten seconds to get away from here. One. Two. Three. Hold your fire, men. I'm a humane man. I'm going to give them another ten seconds. The poor devils don't know that it's certain death if they attack us. One. Two. Ah! Ah! Oh! 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 You are hurt. Yes. It's my arm. I think it's broken. Has affected your mind, I think. My mind. You were talking to yourself in different voices. Oh no, 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 no. I was talking to my men. Communicator. My men are positioned all around here. I give them their orders through this, and I can hear them answer. We've been watching you. You are alone, and you do not need to explain to me about communicators. I am quite familiar with them. Oh. Well, that seems to cover everything. You were in a space accident. Accident? It was a full-scale war. There was this alien battle. I field. would like to hear more about it when you are rested and fed. Are you hungry? I'm starving. Let me see your arm. My name is Lom. I'm Villa. Pleased to meet you. Oh. Yes, you are right. It is broken. It will have to be set. Will that hurt? A little. Oh. It's just I'm not very good with pain. It's not that I'm a coward or anything. It's just that I have a very low pain threshold, hardly a threshold at all, actually. Villa, this is Mal. He's very hungry. Give him something. I have to mend his arm. I think when this is done, it will be safer if you come back with us to our camp. There are hunters in this area. Hunters? What are they after? Big game? No. Us. Hold him. Okay, um, Villa is a long way off. Okay, yes, on this yeah. recording, and we haven't, as, as viewers, we haven't seen him in like well over an episode, almost. No, we saw him at the bit, very, yeah, very, very start beginning. of the last one, yeah, where he film. was, 
Yeah, he and yeah on film, uh, he and Callie were getting Avon and Orac into his uh, life capsule. Yes, weren't they? Yes. Um, and here he is. That's the last time we see him. There was a big countdown, wasn't there, before uh, life support failed, and Callie and Villa had to get on in before uh, that failed. Um, yes. And here he is. Uh, we're in episode two of uh, season three, and he's pleading for help. First question of uh, of today. How is it possible for him to contact the Liberator when it's obviously, you know, star systems away? He yeah, is how, cont- yeah. How powerful is the Liberator bracelet system? Because we've had episodes before where, like, the ships had to go out of orbit out of because some, yeah. Yeah, some Federation ships turned up, or like the one with where they're transporting Orac, Orac Junior. Orac Junior, Ensign Junior, Orac Junior. He's that little one. He's that little one from Gambit. Um, he is actually. Yeah, yeah. You could call him Orac Junior. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and they've gone out, and it hasn't taken much. It's like as soon as you're out of orbit, they lose. Yeah. Communications facility. So yeah, how how is he managing to communicate from a jungle on a planet in a different star system? Yeah. I mean, the other question is, how did they get there? Because we we've said this before, didn't we? In the um, in the uh, Hal Mellonby episode, yeah, how did Villa get to this planet? Yeah, why is he so far away? Right here we go. We, yes, we did indeed say that Star One, which is the very last um, story we're going to feature when we feature, you know, season two. Um, it's established that Star One is effectively in intergalactic space. It's the furthest point between yep. our galaxy. And the Andromedan galaxy, right? But then later on in season three and four, we find out, you know, all these planets are being affected by the war and everything, but they're nowhere near it. They're out. Yeah. Where, Star One is outside of the galaxy, unless the the alien fleet flew through and went on into our galaxy. That makes no sense. Yeah. You again, the, like the BBC and Terry Nation and that didn't really go for the how big the universe and the galaxy is did they mm. it's sort of, no. yeah it, it doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about it but also it's something we've mentioned before in that we have the luxury now of having dvds you know you yeah. can watch them sequentially at your whim back then you know they i guess assumed you would forget things so oh, i yeah. think when we first watched this we we had forgotten things, so it, it didn't occur to us. But I have got a, uh, a an explanation for oh. how come Villa might do it. Because when you do see Villa, he's sat by his life capsule. And I'm thinking maybe the life capsule boosted the signal. Could be, I suppose. Could be some sort of emergency transmitter mm. on mm. the life capsule. Mm. There you go. We'll, we'll take that as definitive. We'll take answer. that. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um Zen responds to him, but uh, he's not hearing it. He's got some sort of like yeah. fault on his bracelet. Um, and the ship changes course to go and get him. Um, and we get some nice pleading from Villa. Uh, Michael Keaton's very good in this. Um, and there's like a wipe, isn't there, from the Liberator to him. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Villa goes from pleading to insulting. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's classic, classic Villa behaviour in it where... If pleading won't get your way, he'll go into... Uh, he'll go into insulting. Yeah. <laughs> and he says he's in bad trouble. Um, he's got a broken arm. Um, you see him sat there. He, he, he's by his life capsule, and uh, they've made a fire. Yeah. He's made a fire by his life capsule. Yeah. And he it's hears... 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's weird knowing, because Avon has told Zen to put priority for Villa, didn't he? Yeah, Villa and Cali, yeah. Yeah, but I I don't think I would, because I think even if Villa had landed up on like a beach surrounded Mm. by, uh, you know, hostess drinks trolleys and and a nice living, he he would still moan and say that he's in terrible danger, wouldn't he? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. How do you gauge that? Yes. Yeah. Um, he hears something nearby and he starts to do different voices to yeah. try and, to, and really try and convince good. what's out there that there's more than just him. But I don't know. I mean, you know, watching it the first time and listening to it on my, you know, C90 cassettes, I don't think Michael Keating does a, a, a good enough job of differentiating between the different voices. They all sound like Michael Keating. Yeah, I think that's part of the joke, though, isn't it? That it wouldn't be convincing to anyone <laughs> listening. It's Villa, just it's desperation Villa, isn't it? Well, Lom yeah. says you're you're you're, yeah. you're you're doing it in different voices, and Lom, you know, he's a bit of a primitive, so maybe he picks up on it. But yeah, he's oh yes, sir, and that he yeah. he doesn't change his voice that much, does he? No, it wouldn't wouldn't be very convincing to anyone, I don't think. No. But I no. think that, to me, that's part of the charm, is that it is so pathetic. Yeah. It, <laughs> that's the word for it. It is pathetic, because he starts shuffling away, and uh, he says, all right, men, I'm going to give them 10 seconds, you, yeah. know, um, you, you, you know, and then interrupts himself while he's doing the countdown, saying, well, you know, they don't know that it's certain death and gives them another 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> what would he, if, what if this plan, say he'd been surrounded by people that wanted to harm him, what if he'd have done if this plan had worked? If, people, yeah. if like 30 people had come out to surrender? Yeah. <laughs> you, or, it gets you nowhere, does it? Would he actually eventually count down to zero, yeah. or would he just do it? Oh, we'll give him another yeah, ten. We'll give him another ten. Yeah. How long? But that doesn't happen because you get this spear tip comes into yes. view. You know, he doesn't see it. We do, and he turns around, and there he is. There's Lom, uh, our, our guest character of the day, and um, and he asks, "Are you hurt?" And and Villa says about his uh, arm. And uh, Lom says, oh, it's affected your mind. Um, and, he, he, and he's like, my mind? And he goes, yeah, you were talking in different voices. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> he's seen th- uh, through Villa straight away, hasn't he? Yeah. He, he, I mean, th- this is the character is one of those weird characters where he's, he's dressed like a primitive and he's meant to be this primitive society, but he's got full knowledge of the modern world yeah. use that in, in you know quotation marks um you you get these sort of noble savage characters in a lot of things uh, and i i find they never really work because it's like when it, when you get if there's no other if there's no better reason you get like spa- spacemen with lasers also using swords yeah and it never really works unless you've got a reason for it so like june did it really well there was a reason why they used bladed yeah, weapons. yeah 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 um but in this it's sort of a he speaks english that's fair enough we we've sort of covered that before but b he's also fully cognizant of of Villa's world, isn't he? It's, yeah, he knows no, all about yeah. communicators, yeah, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, it would, it would have been quite nice if he had been an actual primitive, primitive, and you know, he's like, so he would have thought he was talking in speaking in tongues. Or well, a Leela type, or, basically. Yeah, that, you're talking yeah, a Leela type. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Leela would be perfect. Yeah, but he's not. He's he's a 
he's a modern businessman, just happens to be wearing <laughs> leaves. <laughs> leaves. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh, Lom asks Villa, were you in a space accident? Do we yeah. include that on the space list, or is that legitimate? Um, I think that's legitimate because it's an accident in space. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think that's okay. I think that's that falls within regular usage of the word space. All right, okay. Well, we'll let that one slide. Yeah. Um, and Lom also asks, "Are you hungry?" Yes. To which uh, Villa says he's starving. Which and, of course uh, he would be. He's always of hungry. Of course, yeah. he's always moaning. And, um, you know, I've got to, you know, do something about your arm. And that's when Villa says about, I've got a low, low pain threshold. Yeah. Hardly a threshold at all. That's a very Villa line, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, some, some really nice um, Villa villarisms we'll call them in this episode isn't it yeah i don't like the way towards the end he's presented as an idiot because yeah, um, he's not an idiot he's, he, not, he's, he's not he's not but I, I think i think later on villa you know he wants it to be real he's like you know he wants to be saved and looked after yeah. by these ladies and stuff you see so um but right now yeah um in comes um the bearded bloke called Mal or yeah. Mal, you know, who looks like Big Ron from EastEnders does, we yeah. were talking about, but it's not him. He's got an um, amazing hat on as well, hasn't he? I was going to say about the costumes, I like these costumes. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're very, you know, Native American Indian or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it, I don't think they've been cribbed from another show or anything like that. And, and they work. Yeah, I think they, they're, compared to a lot of what we get, um, at least they're not just in bear skins, I suppose. Mm, mm. Yeah, I don't mind them at all. And and Lom will say he fix it. He will fix his arm, but he needs yeah. to take uh, him to his camp, as there are hunters out yeah. there. Um, doesn't say what the hunters are right now, uh, because we go off into space, and we've next got that curvy uh, ambulance ship that Jim Francis uh, designed and built. Uh, we've said before that, you know, Jim Francis, who was the special effects head on season three, was very impressed by Alien and the organic nature of the Alien crafts and decided to incorporate it into Blake 7. Now, we've had a problem with the turd ship, but I think here with this uh, with this planet, you can OK it, can't you? It's yeah, a completely think, different technology. Yeah, this this is OK. It works I, mean, it's, I think it's a better design than a turd ship, but it's also, it's not a Federation ship, mm. so all bets are off. Yeah, and it, it is a rare instance, we've talked about this before, in that you actually have a ship that has cockpit windows, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I, like, um, I like seeing a cockpit on a ship. I do. I know you don't need <laughs> That's to. That's a strange yeah, phrase. It is. Yeah. I want that on a t-shirt. Yeah. I, I like a cockpit on a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. I, I think perhaps we're old-fashioned, you know. We're romantics at heart. Yeah. I like, I like to... Because you don't need them now. Do you even... You've got vehicles now that you, everyone, everything's done by, uh, like, heads up or flying by wire. Well, they're saying ultimately like cars yeah. won't yeah. have uh, um, windscreens. Because it adds protection, then if everything's by camera, yeah. you've got more protection. We're, we're just going to end up in SPVs, aren't we? We are. SP what sitting backwards? Sitting backwards, yeah. <laughs> um, I tell you what, this ambulance ship, the curviness of it and the yeah. um, the orangey colour of it, it reminds me an awful lot of uh, Battle Beyond the Stars. Yes, yeah, you're right. The um, 
What is the ship called in that? It's Nell's ship, isn't Nell, it? Yeah. Nell, old Sybil Danning's ship, the one with yeah. the uh, hooters. Yeah, she's uh, Saint X. Yeah, so, yeah, I can't. She's a Valkyrie or something, yes, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. yeah, it's been ages since I've watched that film. I've got her ship. I've got that as a model. Um, and yeah, it, yeah, it is quite voluptuous isn't for a spaceship. Like most kids or most teenagers would have put posters of uh, of her Sybil Danning on the wall. You put posters of uh, the ship. Absolutely, on yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember Starburst magazine? They used I do, to yes, have. Yeah. Um, they used to have. You know. Uh, there's an infamous uh, one which was the um, sci-fi ladies oh fantasy issue. females yeah. fantasy yeah. females issue I wasn't bothered in that I want to see the spaceship yeah. pictures you know <laughs> yeah yeah but anyway this ambulance ship Callie is on board and uh, yes. she's wearing what looks like a welder's mask with some extra bits stuck on yeah it's a lot um, of coincidences in this episode isn't there it's, it's terrible this is Star Wars coincidence this yeah. is yes yes uh, yeah, she's on this ambulance ship, and in comes a futuristic nurse. And we know she's a futuristic nurse because she's wearing a nurse's outfit, but it's green instead yeah. of white. So, hey, that must be the future. I, I, I can sort of... I'm okay with that because it's just shorthand, isn't it? Mm. Otherwise, you, you could have had a horrible exposition or her wearing a badge that says nurse. Yeah, could, true. That would have worked. But, yeah, I... I'm okay with it. It would have annoyed me at one point. But you've but, grown up. Yeah, I'm grown up. I don't it's not it's not worthy of being annoyed about. I don't no, think. no, I don't mind it at all. Yeah. I don't mind it at all. Um and we find out that Callie is uh, healing nicely from yes. some of the burns that she had got while in her life capsule. Yeah, they're not very good these life capsules, are they? Villa breaks his arm, Callie yeah. gets burnt. Yeah, yeah. Avon got out of it all right. right. Considering yeah. he had all that kicking about with him in there as well yeah and we hear that blake and jenna uh um, one of the two i can't remember which had superficial injuries yeah well jenna gets picked up by a medical ship and i i that's right when we hear that i thought is that definitive that she's gone now she's spare parts we said that before maybe she's on this planet yeah she might be in a bucket around the back a bucket round the back. Mm. No, but we find out, don't we, in the very last episode where Blake is talking to yeah. Tarrant. But we don't know if that's a lie just to just to test Tarrant. Well, we, we don't just even don't know. If that's know. Blake, do we? We don't even know if that's Blake. Mm. Yeah, I tell you what, that's Star Maidens. I'm still getting through Star He's Maidens, still it. Yeah. and I watched one this morning. And when mm. you see Gareth Thomas rowing a, a, a little rowboat around Windsor and uh, living in this like. Uh, um, flat oh it is very odd (laughs) he looks very young in it from the photos you've put online yeah but it's only a few years before blake seven i will have to send it to you you can watch it at your at your leisure because that is an odd show all right get back on track um uh, the nurse says they're going to land on a planet to pick up a survivor from the war is what we were saying earlier that war kind of like spread into our galaxy um and uh, and then they're going to pick this uh, survivor up and go back to their planet. Okay. Yeah. This is again. This is very real world uh, sort of analog, isn't it? Because you you used to get rather ghoulishly, people would go round battlefields yep. to harvest. Uh, well, at, at that point, it was usually uh, teeth yep. and clothing and weapons. And that, but yeah, you would get people that would just go round if there was survivor, kill them. Yeah. Take their status. Yeah, and this is sort of the, the spacey equivalent. It's the spacey equivalent. 
I mean, yeah, going back to Roman times, they were in, yeah. doing that. But in medieval times, you know, you read books and where you had a big battle, the bodies literally would lie there for years. Nobody yeah. would dispose of them. So you could well, go and help yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why we've got lovely fields of poppies in Flanders, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that's why Time Team was so yeah. successful. You know? So <laughs> was given... Was given uh, Tony Robinson Tony Robinson a, a career. Yeah, so, so swings and roundabouts. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Um, yeah, they're going to go back to their planet, yes. um, and they land on a planet which looks nothing like the planet that, uh, you know, Dana and Hal Mellonby were living on. I know it might be night time, but, oh, come on, that doesn't look anything like their planet. Yeah, I mean, again, it's how... F- is, is this even the same planet, or is this... Well, Serverland's on it. Yeah. They picked oh, Serverland up. So, right, yeah. So that is the planet, yeah. you know. Uh, I can connect that, yeah. And, and, and normally you would say, oh, yeah, people have forgotten. But this was just the week before yeah. we, we saw this planet. And now that, yeah, it, it's like this, like, you know, a Grand Canyon style landscape but, that the ship yeah. lands in. But um, Serverland's history of escaping things is is sort of is very nebulous anyway isn't it so, very nebulous yeah that's yeah. a good way of putting it yeah 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 and the nurse says that chenga that's their planet yes. uh it was settled some 200 years before and they're not bound to the federation and callie asks why are you getting involved now and she's like brushed off isn't she yeah yeah she's cut off by the nurse there and getting involved because there's profit to be made indeed and it, we find out serverland is the one who's been picked up. She immediately comes into that room where Callie is, and so Callie has to roll over, doesn't she, and hide her yes. face. Yeah, uh, Interest, interestingly, I'm just um, looking up at my star map and um, seeing where star one is, and it's, it's right off outside of the, uh, the sphere of mm-hmm. the Federation, as it should be. Yep. Um, and then you go into the sphere of the Federation, and the first planet you come across is Chenga. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. So, so yeah, so... That makes sort of makes sense. So I wonder if did they, how did they even know the war was going on so quickly? Did they watch it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Fanfic? Is there anything yeah. out there for that? Yeah. Um, we go back down to Chenga and Lom and Mao or Maul are walking along with uh, Villa through some terrific scenery. Uh, Lom says that they live to the north and they come south. Uh, these are the hunters, of course. Yeah. The hunters live to the north, and they come south for the bounty they get from catching them. And uh, and that's when you know Villa says, "Well, they kill you." And uh, Lom says, "Oh no, far worse." Rest. Much further to go. Not far. Scout the ground ahead. The hunters are out. Who are these hunters? They live to the north. They come to the forest to search for us. Yes, but why? Some treat it as a sport. Most do it for the bounty. Bounty? The administration pays very highly. That's why there are many professional hunters. They are the most dangerous. You mean they get paid for killing you? Killing? No. It's far worse than that. Worse? How did these hunters? What if 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 the um, medical ship was only doing this because of the war? Then how were they ready for this? That but it sort of it sounds like that they're 
they're the hunters are constantly feeding into this medical machine, isn't it? Mm. Um, so it's the war's just a bit of a bonus for them, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, up until now, they've been feeding yeah. literally, literally off of yeah. the primitives. Yeah. Okay, and then a war is on their uh, doorstep. So let's send a ship up and collect more survivors. But this is a strange situation. Um, Lom says that they're high techs. You know, these yeah. the, these people that come to hunt them are called high techs. Um, and uh, and he is one of the these primitive uh, states. And obviously, this has been going on for a long time. Wouldn't the primitives have like rebelled against this and fought back and built barriers or or, or what? Well, perhaps they're very primitive. Well, you know, Lom says they know all about communicators, and he seems yeah. quite well spoken and well versed in things. Well, this know? is this is where it doesn't really work when you have the 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 sort of savage that knows about technology. Because why on earth wouldn't they use it to? I mean, you could get around it by sort of you could write in something where their gods don't allow them to use the yeah. evil technology. But no, you, like I say, it just it feels like, especially the way that uh, the actors play in Lom that it just feels like he's a modern man that's almost decided to go and rough it in the woods. Well, it's the Glastonbury type, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You know, um, um, Glastonbury is a place of pilgrimage for me. Yeah. I go, th- go there whenever I can. And when you go down there, you've got people who decide, I, 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 I am, you know, I'm educated, I am fully versed in the modern world, and I have decided to go back to a more simpler time. You know, yes. and I totally respect that, and I understand that. You know, but in this situation where you have people coming actively to catch you, to take you back, to dissect you, I don't understand why there isn't more of a you, you, you know a rebellion against it. Yeah, I, I imagine you wouldn't go to Glastonbury that often if there was a good chance they would steal your <laughs> liver or your kidneys, would they? Yeah. Yeah. or when you get there, there's a Hadrian's Wall. To yeah. stop you getting in, yes, yeah. yeah. So I wonder, are these are these primitives? Is it a different race, or are they like high techs that have decided to, you know, basically like that um, Tony Ooh. Hancock episode where he uh, goes to live on, uh, uh, on, oh, where is it? he goes to live on one of the commons in London as a wild man, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So yeah, so are they are they the same race? I mean, That's they must like... be fairly close, so they could use their organs but that, that 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 is very interesting that lom could have been a high tech yeah. and Which decided to stuff, join yeah. the other camp yeah could be yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it makes yeah, more yeah. sense than him being a primitive that just happens to have learned all this stuff and took it on board but then didn't want to and ignored know, it. Yeah. it yeah 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 but that's when the hunters come along you know you've got bright lights in the forest yeah and, and that's when lom says says that they're high techs uh, before he gets this really rubbish dart to his face, yeah. uh, that's not good. Um, Mole carries him, uh, but Villa lags behind and gets yeah. caught by what looks to me—I don't know if they are—but they look like car headlights. That's yeah. I thought it was a pair of car headlights in a almost a motorcycle fairing, isn't it? It's it is that they're carrying. Yeah, yeah, my, uh, uh, absolutely. But then they get turned off, and we get two ladies. Yeah, two lovely ladies. Two lovely ladies. He's not a primitive. He was with them. But look at his clothes. He's not one of them. It's not important anyhow. Oh, the poor thing's hurt. Here, let me help you. 
Can you understand what we say? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Every word. My ears are all right. It's my arm that's the trouble. He speaks our language. Are you from Earth? Our ancestors came from Earth. Oh, that's nice to hear. So do mine. Do you mind if I sit down? Of course. Oh. Are you hungry? Well, now you mention it, my last meal was interrupted. I'll get you something. What's the matter with your arm? Broken. Nothing, really. Let me see if I can make it more comfortable for you. When you're ready, we'll take you to the centre. You'll get expert medical attention there. That's very kind of you. Hmm. You know, I thought I was going to be killed. We don't kill. Our guns fire tranquilizing darts. We try to catch the primitives so they can be taken back to a more civilized way of life. So they can be of use to the whole community. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. We need the primitives. They're very important to us, just as you are. Oh, that's nice to hear. I can only tell you that after all I've been through, it's nice to know I'm safe at last. Um, they've got they've got rather strange outfits um, with their helmets with red balls on. Um, I, I guess that's a way of mirroring their weapons. These two like balls on their yeah. helmets. You it know? does look weird, though. It does, but they're quite chatty, aren't they? And they're quite yeah, they're, helpful. They're quite quite pleasant. Yeah, you can yeah. see why Villa falls for it. He fa- <laughs> he falls for it big time, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> a lot of the enjoyment in the Villa scenes after this is he hasn't got a clue. Yeah, he's, and we know <laughs> as an audience, we know something weird's going on anyway, even before we get the the full rundown of what it is. Yep. And yeah, you're just thinking, Villa, 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 Come what on, are you doing? wake up, wake up. They yeah. tell Villa that their ancestors came from Earth. This is what we were talking yeah. about in the Aliens yes, yeah. episode, wasn't it? But these ones came from Earth, and they'll take him to the centre, okay? Yes. And one of them says that they tranquilise the primitives and take them back as they're useful, okay? Yeah, almost. Yeah, and Villa hasn't got a clue. He goes no. off, oh, thank you very much, and he goes off. Uh, and meanwhile, Lom um, um, comes around, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, he finds out that Villa's been taken and prays that his soul rests, it, rests in peace. And that's the last time we see Lom. Yeah, goodbye, Lom. Yeah, Lom's still alive, unlike many of the characters we talk about. Yeah, um, yeah. not many of our characters make it out, do they? Yeah, I don't know what happened to Lom. Uh, presumably he just, you know, uh, lives out there hiding from the high techs. Well, I reckon he's a weekend warrior, and he, so I reckon uh, come Monday morning he was back at the bank. It's funny you should, you should say that. The Glastonbury types I used to meet back in the 80s and 90s, you know, uh, they would choose this alternative lifestyle, you know, living in tents, living at the base of Glastonbury Tour, yeah. you know, and uh, have an, a, an alternative lifestyle. But as soon as the weather got bad, they went back to mummy and daddy, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in you suburbia. Know. You know? Well, uh, these lifestyle changes, I mean, yeah, if the weather's bad, if it's a bit wet, oh, you don't want that. Oh, mummy. Yeah. <laughs> daddy. Can daddy yeah. pick me up in the range, yeah. And they do. And they yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we get, then go up onto the hospital ship, yes. okay, and uh, Servalan is pacing up and down, and uh, at the same moment, Villa's arm is uh, reset by one of the ladies, and Callie feels his pain? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know about we this. We haven't had this before. Also, why do they bother repairing his arm? Hmm. They're going Unless to the centre. Yeah, they're going to chop him up. He's yeah, going to be gonna... in a bucket. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, um, and Serverland says, "Are you all right?" You know, yeah. and Callie turns around and it's like, "Oh, Callie." And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we have a nice little scene between the two of them. Um, yeah, it's quite. I, I quite like these bits where they're on either neutral ground or they, you know, they're not quite as antagonistic. And and like when they chat to Serverland, that like in Death Watch and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I quite like it because it's it's sort of quite realistic, isn't they it? They have it's, proper conversations, yeah, don't they? Yeah, it's not. They're 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 mortal enemies, but they're only mortal enemies. Because of their their regimes, aren't they? It's, mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite nice. Yeah, they're talking as individuals because Callie yeah. says, "Well, well, well, trial by whom? You know, the Federation's yeah. finished, and uh, and Serverland comes back with, well, you know, there's bound to be some disruption, but Blake and the other traitors, she calls them traitors, yeah. are finished, and Callie says, "Well, we're on a neutral ship, you know, heading heading for a neutral planet." Um, and of course, Serverland doesn't get anywhere with a nurse. No, no, she has to. Uh, she has to do the. Uh, do you know who I am? Type. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spilled yeah. it. If you've ever worked in retail, you've heard that. Tone <laughs> you've of voice. heard that, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she says to Callie, you know, I've given orders too long to give it up now. Yeah. Which is a good insight into how Serverland thinks. Yeah. yeah, she can't. Yeah. She can't go backwards. She's not a weekend warrior. She's no. living the lifestyle. She is. She's there, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. Uh, back on the planet, you know, um, um, Villa is more relaxed. I really don't understand why the primitives are so afraid of you. When the planet was first colonised, the settlers broke into two factions. Those who wanted to live what they called the simple natural life, growing their own food, building their own homes. And the other faction? Wanted to use every new scientific development to make life easier and more comfortable, to stamp out sickness and disease and create a safer, happier, prosperous environment through the use of high technology. High technology? High techs. I see now. That's your sign. That's right. And the primitives are the others. No, you've seen where their philosophy has taken them. They live like animals, half-starved without proper food or medicines. They'll never willingly give up their way of life. That's why we try to catch them with our drug guns. And when we do, they make an invaluable contribution to our society. It's a shame. They just don't know what they're missing. The ladies are telling him about how when the planet was colonised, the people split into two groups. Um, those who chose a simple life yeah. and those who went the techno technological route, you know, the high technology equals yeah. high techs. Um, and one of them says they try to catch the primitives with their drug guns and they make an invaluable contribution to their society. Uh, Villa... It, He's not picking up on any of this whatsoever, is he? No, he's um, he's quite gullible in this, isn't he, Villa? Mm. Um, I don't like he, it. I, no, I, I, I think he would have cottoned on before now. Because up till now, he's 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 almost like a Han Solo type, isn't he? He's lived on his wits. He's not yeah. trusted anyone, quite rightly. Everyone's out to get him. Mm. And then suddenly in this, it's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll trust these people. I mean, it could be that they've given him some sort of anesthetic drug morphine type mm. you know we know how he gets on those sort of drugs yeah um, no. but the other thing is what if this if this hadn't have been an organ harvesting thing if if they'd have took him to a nice you know modern planet that he could live would would he have given up the liberator life he might have yeah i might i think he might, he have, might have everything you were saying there i mean mm. if it hadn't been two pretty ladies 
doing yeah. it, he might have been a bit more resistant or suspicious. Yeah. But, you know, this is playing into Villa's, you know, <laughs> he. this is what he wants. He wants yeah. to be rescued, doesn't he? And, and yeah, be told, he wants... don't worry, everything's all right. Yeah, he just, he, he, he does want to be mothered, doesn't he, to a certain Mothered, extent, that's the yeah. right word. Yeah, yeah. And he's taken to their centre, although we yeah. don't see the uh, exterior of it. There, that's all done. I checked you in and registered you. The staff will look after you. You just ask for anything you want. You'll find they're most obliging. But I'll be seeing you in bar again, won't I? That's not allowed, I'm afraid. Z and I have work to do. Oh. Oh. Listen, I'm really sorry I won't be seeing you both again. And I want to thank you for everything you've done. Without you, I, I don't know what would have happened to me. It was no trouble. And remember, we get a reward for bringing you here. 2,000 credits. You get paid for helping me. That's what the primitives meant when they said you get a, a bounty. You see, they've got it all wrong. They just don't understand. You'd better go now. They're expecting you. You're going to make an enormous contribution to our society. Well, it's little enough after all you've done for me. You look after yourselves. And thanks once again. I really, really mean that. bar sent me. I think I'm expected. And most welcome. You know, those two are really nice girls. Really nice. They've brought in over 20 primitives in the last two years. You don't surprise me. They're all heart, those two. Now, if you'd like to follow me. Lead on, lead on. Callie! Bella! Oh, Callie, what a relief. I thought I'd never see you again. It's good to see you. I knew you were still alive because I felt your pain. Oh, you've no idea what I've been through. How is it? Well, it's all right, if you don't count the agony. I tried very hard to contact you. And things got a bit hectic. Are you all right? Yes. The others? I don't know. I think Avon's alive. He would be. We have to move on to health reception. You can go together if you wish. Oh, thank you. We'd like that. Thank you. This way. He says to the girls, oh, you get paid for helping me. Oh, that's what they meant by a bounty, yeah. you know. He's got it hopelessly wrong, hasn't he? Yeah. He, well, he's but he's willfully talking himself into getting it wrong, isn't he? Mm. He's he's supplying. They're not they're not having to lie to him particularly. He's just he's not asking the right questions. He's not interested in finding out the truth. I don't. And think. he wants he's, it to be real. Yeah. yeah he's, he? he's convinced himself that this he's finally his luck has changed. Yeah. Yeah, and he is. He, bless him. He's all happy and smiley. He goes yeah. to reception. Hello there, you know, Z and Bar have sent me. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, he couldn't be more polite. And, and that's at the point where he bumps into Callie. Um, are they car wheels on the wall there? They look, yeah, they look like it, don't they? they I th again, I think the budget's starting to run out a bit. Mm. I think they spent it yeah. all on location. Yes, yeah. Mm, mm. Those hotels overnight—they're not cheap. 
travel lodge. I do like the uh, line when Villa asks Callie, have you heard from anyone? And, and, and Callie says, I think Avon's alive. And, and Villa says, yeah, he would be. Yeah, he would be. <laughs> um, yeah. No relief there, is there, from uh, from Villa? No, no. Meanwhile, Servalan is uh, demanding to see an official. And um, yeah. and uh, Callie and Villa are resting there. And I like the dialogue here about you know Villa settling down. You know, he wants to get out of all of this, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and I think he would. I think he does. He does want just a, a quote, quote, normal life, doesn't he? Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Servalan comes in though, and yep. uh, and she spots the two of them. Two of you now, even better than I thought. I came to say goodbye. I shall be leaving shortly. Goodbye. You see, you are wrong, Callie. The Federation does still carry influence. I had to arrange for a considerable payment of goods and equipment to be made. But in return, I am to be given transport back to Earth. Wonderful. We were worried about you. Your welfare really concerned us. We won't meet again. Sounds good. I told you our luck had changed. Ah. Not for the better, I'm afraid. You see, I know what this place is now. I know why they went to all the trouble patrolling the battle area, picking up survivors. Why? They need humans. I suppose you two just about qualify. Qualify for what? Slavilan, what are you talking about? Unofficially, the staff call this place the Slaughterhouse. It's an organ bank. They store living tissue, all the vital organs for spare part surgery. <laughs> Move! Callie! I can't move! Don't be too alarmed. It's all quite painless and humane. I understand. And um, she spills the beans on the place. Um, yeah, she's in her best uh, sort of I know something that's to your disadvantage type. Yeah, I know mood. something you that's don't brilliant. know. Yeah. I know something she's, you don't know. Yeah. She's brilliant at it. Yeah. yeah, the whole planet is one great slaughterhouse. Yeah. Um, and um, that's when they realise the two of them they can't do anything about it because they've been drugged, yeah, and they're paralysed and they're going to be cut up. Yeah, they're going to be uh, they're going to the abattoir, aren't they? You're right. Yeah, the whole planet is an abattoir. Yeah, yeah. Um, fast forward a bit more because, uh, of course, all the way through this we're we're, we're cutting yeah, back cutting to the Liberator with Clegg. So we're just focusing on the planet stuff. Uh, they get teleported, though, just before they are terminated. She's alive. It looks as though she's been drugged. That one is Callie. I'll introduce her more formally when she wakes up. This one is Villa. I should really introduce him now. He's at his best when he's unconscious. My name is Dana. Dana Mellonby. Now you. I am Del Tarrant. Register the voices, Zen. From now on, you will obey their requests and commands. Confirmed. Welcome to the Liberator. And you are welcome to it. Oh? Given the choice, would you rather be a load of spare parts down there? Or one spare part up here? Unflatteringly teleported, aren't they? But I Why like did they that. leave the bracelet on there? I don't know. And why didn't their trolleys come up with them? Yeah. You know, um, I do think it's nice that they're lying on the floor yeah. because that's how they were. And um, and 
the even nicer line of uh, that's Callie. I'll introduce her later, and it's best to introduce Villa now. You yeah. know how how long do you think thing? Avon left Villa? Just laid there, <laughs> just till he naturally yeah, woke up. I think so. Yeah, I reckon he moved Callie, put Callie in the cabin. I reckon they just left Villa there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the next scene is uh, Taron and Dana being sworn in yes, on the Liberator. Introduced to Zen properly. Yeah. Do Do you think the others had a vote on whether to take them on as crew or not? I don't think so. I I think I don't think Avon's the voting sort, is he? Right, so he's, he's decided he's, this. Yeah, he's fresh. He's fresh on. He thinks the liberator's now his. He's finally got rid of Blake. He's not going to start putting things out for for democracy because that's how you end up with like Blake's style ideas. Yeah, isn't it? true. Yeah, I reckon. True. He, I reckon he's told him. He's probably well. He's. I reckon he decided it and then told Villa. They all decided while he was unconscious. Yeah, <laughs> that's about right. Yeah. And 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 the uh, story ends with the um, welcome to the Liberator, and you are welcome to it. Yeah. Would you rather be a, wor- a load of spare parts down there or one up here? Which is a good way to end it, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice, nice, funny line, but not it's not gone into. It's not crass, is it? Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. That's good. So that's the way the uh, the story ends. Um, so onwards then to behind the scenes. Um, season three got a much large, larger budget than seasons one and two, and that explains the large amount of different filming locations. Yes, yeah, there's much, much, much more location. It's normally not particularly uh, flamboyant locations, but there's much more location shooting than there was in seasons one and two, isn't there? Yeah, one and two would have you that a future is a future of just quarries. Yeah, quarries and car parks. And conference centres. Yeah. Yeah. But here, no, we have quite a lush location uh, for the planet Chenga. And uh, that was at Halstein Gorge in Harrogate. Okay. Never been there. Oop North. Oop North. It might be quite uh, close to you, actually. It's closer to you than me. Yeah, Yeah, it would be, yeah. And it's a lovely location. You know, it's very greeny and everything. Yeah. I just assumed it was like Black Park. (laughs) No, it's not Black Park. No, it's Harrogate. Yeah, 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 it's much more, it's much more foresty than Black Park. There's a lot of green of wood, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I always like it when they go out into like trees and things like that because it. I mean, nature's got quite a high budget, hasn't she? So it always looks good. Yeah, and Black Park looks like Black Park. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, you, know? it, you you never really mistake it for any. As soon as you see it, you go, ah, Black yeah. Park. Again, back to Star Maidens that I'm watching yeah. right now, filmed in Black Park. Yeah. You know, yeah, most of it is in Black Park, and when it's not in Black Park, it's in Windsor, which is right next door. Do you reckon yeah. any of these productions bumped into each other? That would... We've said this before. Yeah. You would have a car park for the Harry Potter people, yeah. and the car park for you know the Blake Seven people, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Lom then, Lom. Yes. John Hollis. Good old John Hollis. Um, I'm not. I I I haven't checked. Okay, but he's up there in. I'm thinking the top five. Oh, wow. for well, our, you see, he's for one of those faces you see in everything. I mean, he what, does. when you think when you hear the actor's name, do you think of Lobot straight away? Because I think yeah. of um, I think of the mutants, the John Pertwee. Yeah, but you're story. a bigger Doctor Who yeah, fan that's than me. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think of him as Lobot, yeah. Lobot and Superman. Yes. Even before uh, Blake Seven, Lobot and Superman. Okay. Yeah, I. To be fair, I mean, as as big a Blake Seven fan as I have, I that doesn't. 
immediately spring to mind even when when you said you would we were doing this this week and i had to say who's long <laughs> like, what, what what one's he mm. yeah it's not not a particularly memorable part is it this one he does it well he does it he does it very well yeah. no 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 he's really good yeah. he, he he is convincing isn't he yeah yeah yes. yeah yeah but as i say i think he's top five definitely right. because he's got a genre tally of 25 that's a lot isn't it? yeah and the highest is it michael shared no, no, it's no. um no oh oh what's his face? Uh Michael Gow. Yes. Is twenty nine. Yeah, so ooh. And he's twenty five. Very close. Right, so here we go. This is what he's done. Genre wise. Um A for Andromeda. Alright, yep. Yep. I didn't know it had a sequel. Yes, uh yeah, it was um I I had them both on book form. Because uh, I think one of them's missing, isn't it? Or, I don't know. The archives, I think. But the books were very good. It was um, was it, was it Trevor Hoyle? No, no, not Trevor Hoyle. Who the hell was it that wrote the books? Famous sci-fi writer. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah. The sequel was called The Andromeda Breakthrough. Breakthrough. That's it. Yeah. Because yeah. the sto- the book story was very close to the Jodie Foster film where they'd get signals from outer space. Contact. Contact, yes. Very, oh. very similar to that. Oh, okay. Ways. All right. I've never seen it. No, no I've never seen it. Um, Julie Christie, I think. Julie Christie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, next thing, Legend of Death, right? No idea. Sounds like a chop sucky kung fu. It does, but this is yeah. 60s TV. It's an updating of Theseus and the Minotaur. Oh, okay. never heard of it. No, nor have I. Uh, another show we've mentioned before, uh, Adam Adamant. Yes. Again, I don't think either of us have seen have we? Nope. And yeah. another one we haven't seen, uh, Out of the Unknown. Yes. We've got to do this. We've got to do a podcast on this. You and I have got to do a podcast on Out of the Unknown because of the amount of times that that's come up on this. I wonder uh, if they exist still. Some of them do. Yeah. Some of them were wiped because it's that era. You yeah. Know? yeah. yeah. Uh, next, uh, the original Casino Royale. Oh, is that the T- the American TV version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he yeah. played Fred. Oh. So it's, Brit- it's not a name you expect in Casino Royale, is British, it? British, I'm guessing, yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Presumably a window cleaner. <laughs> yep. Uh, the next uh, show, he had four different roles in. Uh, the, Avengers. the Avengers. Yeah, uh, well done. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, one of the few shows where the same actor could appear multiple times, yep, isn't it? Yep, yep, yep. And it did. Yeah. <laughs> Gold Plummy did it. Um, the next, the Hammer film, uh, Creatures the World Forgot. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, he's Julie in that. Edge, yeah. Yeah, uh, Masked Attacker, he's he's called in that. Oh. Uh, yeah, what you mentioned just there, Doctor Who, The Mutants. Yep. Where he played Sondergaard. Okay. Yeah. Um, the next thing was something called Ghost in the Noonday Sun. Nope. Nope. Doesn't ring a bell. Nor me. It was a comedy pirate film, apparently. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next one I do remember him from, and it's like, oh, it's him. Uh, Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. Yes. My favourite yeah. Hammer vampire film of all. He's the barman in that, where Ian Hendry picks a fight with Captain Kronos, and then they, they go outside and they he gets presumably killed. couldn't get Sam Kidd uh, to do it. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah. Next thing, uh, the Tomorrow People. Yep. Right. Everyone seems to have appeared in that as well. They they? they do. He played a character called uh, Two Tone. 
The next one I remember him for very well, uh, Superman. Yes. Where he played the fourth elder, you know, those big head holograms things. Yeah. He's up there. Presumably Uh, because being bald, it wouldn't worry the CSO, would it? He wouldn't get that. Being bald means you're brainy. That's true. That's why I'm happy with myself now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next thing after that here, Long Blake 7. Um, And then, yeah, Empire Strikes Back, Lobot. Yeah. and then after that, uh, Flash Gordon. Uh, who was he in Flash Gordon? He's one of those guys in the control... Guys. No, no, he's one of those guys in the control uh, room with those like glasses on. Yeah, again, because he's got a shaved head. Because he's got a shaved head. Yeah. <laughs> it's got you a lot of work, didn't it, in the 70s yep. and 80s? Yep. <laughs> I should go into it now. Yeah. Oh, dear idea. Uh, after that, Superman 2... And um, he's still the fourth elder, but he's the one who recites to Kal-El while he's travelling to Earth about, you know, about being a tree. You know, that poetry yeah. about, oh, to be a tree or something like that. It's because all the, all the Fortress of Solitude stuff was filmed. Well, they were filmed back to back, but they that were. was all stuff that was left in from the original director, wasn't yeah. it? They didn't refilm any of that. Absolutely. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Next, I didn't know he he was in this, but in uh, for your for your eyes only, yeah. he was Blofeld at the very beginning. Really? Oh, but no, he, yeah, he's uncredited because you'd never see his face; you just see no. the back of his head. Again, bald, bald, bald bloke being bald, and he gets dropped down a chimney, doesn't That's he? That's right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, they weren't allowed to call him Blofeld in the film where they have some sort of rights there was a rights issue yes yeah 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 um next the tv series i know you like um day of the triffids oh yes yeah he's um he's one of the blind uh coca's group that's right called alf that's it alf yeah he's good now actually he's really good yeah quite quite sad that bit with him yeah yeah um I didn't know he was in actually in Superman 4. Oh, God. Yeah, he plays a Russian general. Yeah. I don't think he had uh, put that down on his CV, actually. And definitely not the next two, okay? The last two he was in, I'm sure you remember this, there was a character, uh, inverted commas, uh, uh, um, yeah, commas, uh, character, uh, Teabag, T-Bag. Is that that oh. on that TV series? Yeah, the CITV type style thing. T- yeah, children's TV. Yeah, it was it was about the level of Super Granny. She was like a witch, sort of, wasn't yeah, she? Called Teabag. Yeah, uh, he was in Turn On to Teabag, right? Brilliant. And Teabag and the Pearls of Wisdom. What a sad end! <laughs> it is a very. <laughs> it, it, it yes yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> at the end of all that, um, he got a Who tally of one, a Bond tally of two, okay, and a Star Wars tally of one, all right? Yeah, I would have thought he'd have been in Who more, but I don't know, perhaps he just was always working. Mm. You know? On other stuff, yeah. Yeah, on other stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, was it worth it? Uh, well, it was for the crew, because... Otherwise, they would have all been deaded. I don't think they didn't put this deaded. into. Yeah, they'd have been deaded. Um, <laughs> I suppose you you could ask whether fighting the battle 
the Battle of Star One was worth it because mm. that's what led on to this, didn't it? But um, I mean, it's, yeah, you're right. It's one of those few episodes where no one, no one dies in it, do they? No, no. So everyone just gets on with life. So it's, it's this is could be a neutral one. All right, let's put the, neutral. Yeah. All right, let's put neutral. Okay. It's for most of season three, I think. <laughs> it was kind of bland. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, with that part over, we move on. And um, as this is episode 50, it's time to stop now and look back. Is it? Oh, we're not doing the other 50. <laughs> it's time to stop and look back at what yes. we've thought of for the last 50 episodes. And in episode 25, uh, we both uh, named our top five characters so yes, far. Yes, top five characters that we'd covered so far. Yeah. Just, so just Not characters in the whole of Blake 7, but no, just ones we'd covered. The ones we'd covered. So yeah. as we are now 25 episodes later, time to do it again. Are you ready for this? I am. I've made my little list. It was, diff- it was more difficult this time. It was. It was. Mm, Although some really good characters. I think, like you, the top few are going to stay the same. Yeah. All right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, what do you reckon then? Um, Your number five out of your top five, who is it? Well... Uh, Drop down from two places from number three, Tynus. Blimey. Moved down that far. Yeah. Well, we've got some good ones in here. We, it was, I'd said this is difficult, and and four and five are pretty much equal. Okay. So you could, yeah, you could do them either way on mine. Okay. All right. Blimey, I wasn't expecting him to drop so far. All right. Well, my uh, uh, my um, num. Oh, hang on, I've lost my piece of paper. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My uh, number five back in episode twenty-five was Gunsar. Okay, yes. uh, I got a feeling he's probably dropped out. He, uh, yeah. yeah, Gunsar has yeah. gone. All right, my number five now is uh, Joban, Councillor Joban. Yeah. All right, yeah, he he was he was a difficult one because um, he's so good, but it was such a small part. It was a small part, but it, it's it's mm. a very memorable part. Small but perfectly formed. Yes. <laughs> that sums me up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. Right. All right, so you got Tynus, I've got Joban. Who have you got for four? Well, I did have Gunsar. Now, no reflection on Gunsar. I still love that character, but we've had some, we've covered some really strong characters. Uh, so, in at number four, brand new one for me, it's, it's a pair. It's Sinifar and Giroc. Okay. Yeah, I, um, they, I was, I was gradually whittling off characters. And they just stayed there, stayed there, moved up, and yeah, they they made it in. I do like. I think they're good characters. Wow. I, th- I think I appreciate them more now after our talk about them than than I ever did. So wow, I'm very surprised by mm. that. Okay, um, I've got a new character at four. Oh, um, and it's Ginka. Oh, Ginka's good. He he was so close hovering outside. Oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I. I think he's delicious. You know. He's just yeah. so <laughs> out for himself. Your, 
who was your number? Number four before was Joe Ban. So oh, right. I said Joe Ban. Yeah, dropped Joe Ban's. He's dropped one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is so English. We're like kids, aren't we're, we? We're, this like, is such a British yeah. podcast. Yeah, no, my gun, gunsar has gone, okay, because, yep. yeah, Joe Bunn's dropped yeah, one. I, <laughs> I, ex- I sort of expected that. Yeah. Um, like I say, no offence to Gunsar, but, yeah, he's a he's, poor fella. All right. Okay. Um, so, number three, Can't um, this this might be a, a surprise to you because I know you've got reservations, but my, my original one was Tynus. He obviously uh, he dropped mm-hmm. a couple of places. Uh, uh, I've got Crantor. Oh, blimey. I enjoyed Crantor's performance. It reminded me of why I love that episode so much. I think it's a, a, a measured and very nuanced performance. I know you, you, you disagree, but, uh, yeah, Crantor. I think, I think the podcast, um, does this, doesn't it? It, it does. It, it, it makes, makes you reevaluate. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Several times you've said things and I've thought, do you know what? That's, that's clever. I'll go back and watch it again, mm. and it's like oh, it's a whole new light. Yeah. I hope our listener gets this out of it. <laughs> it would be nice if somebody else gets it out. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, very good. Um, but I'm staying still with Tynus. Tynus yes. is still at number yeah. three for me. Um, uh, Ronald Lacey, terrific. Uh, uh, everything I said about yeah. him 25 episodes ago uh, still holds true. Okay. Yeah, I I had to keep him in my top five. He's just too good. Yeah. I think he he he'll, I mean, we've got some. By the time we do seventy five, we'll have done some other strong. Yeah. Characters, but I am yeah, I'm hoping he he makes it through. All right. Uh, number two for me, not a surprise, no move for Clegg. Yeah. Clegg the wonderful. Well, if you say that, that means your number one is the same. Yes. Yeah. Number one, uh, Bayban. Yeah. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take one of the major characters, I think, to move Bayban. I think so, because um, yeah. I, I I agree. My number one and two are the same as yours. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Yeah, it could... I didn't think they would move, yeah. I was thinking about, <clears throat> excuse me, um, having a separate list of guest characters to main characters, but I'm now yeah. thinking it's going to be more interesting if we yeah. merge the two and see if there is somebody like a Baben or a Clegg yeah. that will actually be more, you know, um, you, you know, favourable yeah. than a, a major character. Well, I know you'll be reserving one of your top five for Taron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, who, who could resist that perm? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Okay, right. Next part is recasting. Okay. Yes. And yeah. uh, this is leading up to competition time. So anyone out there listening, um, yeah, focus now, please. Um, what Ian? Yeah, this, is, this is this is the good bit. This is the good bit. Yeah. <laughs> I should put this at the beginning. Fast forward to uh, you know yeah. whatever time. Um, I thought it might be a nice idea, seeing as we're marking uh, episode fifty uh, with a competition, um, to say if the BBC decided to recast uh, Blake Seven and start again. Not a uh, a sequel, not a uh, you know season five, but do a Battlestar Galactica style reboot. reboot yeah. yeah, reboot. Who would you like to see in the various roles? Okay. Yeah, this this was um, this was fascinating because uh, I um, 
I did it with Anne as well. So she she did a little list, and we were sort of talking, and we spent probably about four hours just mm. discussing the merits of different actors. And I thought this must be what like being a casting person yeah. is like. It was so so interesting. It it, it seems simple, mm. but when you start it's, thinking it's not, about it, it's, it's not. not you know. No. So yeah, this will be the basis of the competition, which will come along shortly. But uh, and the winner gets to see their cast higher <laughs> for a special big finish. For, yeah, because we've got that much clout. This podcast, yes, yeah. of course, yeah. No, Ian and I, we've been separately thinking about, um, you know, the cast list. If we, if they do decide to do a recast, yeah. and and the remit is, it can be anybody, anybody well, that is yeah. acting now and alive. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, I suppose it depends. If if you're recasting someone that's dead in the show, then you could hire a dead actor, but. I, d- I probably wouldn't go down. That's that. a bit. Yeah. So and yeah, it's got to be someone alive. Yeah. Um, and we said budget, no, no option. No know, limit. No. Yeah. No limit. Which w- you, the BBC wouldn't be. No. <laughs> so uh, some of these people, the BBC wouldn't be able to afford. This surprisingly though, um, a lot of the the actors that we've chosen or I've chosen and Anne's chosen, the BBC could afford mm. and are BBC type people. Yeah. Yeah, but having said that, this this is total fantasy. Okay, yeah, budget no like limit. You know, fantasy football, isn't it? This is fantasy. Fantasy, fantasy football. Rebellion. Very good way of putting it. Yeah. So what we are going to do is we're going to recast the original cast. Okay, plus uh, Sulin, Tarrant, and Dana. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. So what we're going to do is. Ian's given me an idea. I don't know if you've changed your uh, uh, opinion since you sent that to me. You don't know mine. No, I don't. Yours. yours so we'll uh... we'll list these and then we'll continue. All right. So, okay, recasting wise, let's start at the top. Blake, who have you got down for Blake? Finally. Well, um, I'll, I'll do Anne's first because uh, she's just written a list. I went to the effort of putting photographs on it, but you know, it's 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 radio, so. Um, she's probably cleverer. So uh, Anne and and I, I sort of I can see this, and so she went with Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. um, the uh, you know su- Superman. Superman. Um, yeah. Now he he's he's a superb actor. I think he's really good. I've not seen him disappoint really. In, and some of the films he's been in have disappointed, but his his acting I don't think is disappointing. And he does come across in interviews as a, a, a quite a witty typical sort of Brit type guy um, so yeah so she went with Henry Cavill now I I don't know whether I've cheated here because I've for most of the main characters I've, I've given you a choice of two so I figure you're the producer because mm-hmm. um, you might not be able to get one you know they might be offered to doing a, a Tetley tea advert or something yeah. so you know <laughs> but we don't know so for, for Blake I've gone with um, do you know the actor Jonathan uh, Reese mayer yeah um, from Vikings Tudors yeah. Um, so I've gone with him. I think he, I really like him as an actor, and I think he's got the the chops that he plays likable, but also with a, you know, sort of a a, a, a dark side, mm-hmm. uh, sort of a, a uh, you know, he's got there's, there's could be could be something nasty about him, and I think that would be quite good with Blake. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to go with anyone too close to Gareth Thomas's portrayal. But you d- you also want to stay within the character. The other person, and this is this sounds like 
that everyone lists this fella for just about any list when you're recasting. <laughs> but I do think he's a, he's a superb actor, and I'd love to see him his take on this. And I think it could add real layers to it. Is uh, old good old Idris Elba? I knew you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. I think he's such a, a, a brilliant actor. I mean, even in even in utter schlock rubbish like uh, the um, the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider mm. sequel. He's really good in yeah. it. You know, he's, it's like, I don't want to watch this Ghost Rider guy. I want to watch this fight in Monk. Yeah, you know? yes. Yeah, he's, I love him. I think he's such a good actor. And he does come across again as, as such a nice bloke. Yeah, yeah. No, no, all three of those, I can totally see it. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't what I had chosen. Um, before you sent me your um, um, ideas, I had already done mine. And um, for me, there, there was only one. And um, for me... Uh, the person to personify this person who is, you know, so centred on this ideal and, you know, will not, you know, move to either side. Um, yeah. And I think could actually portray that is uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah. You know? See, so now that's interesting. He was on my short list. Oh, was he? For another character. I had him on my short list for uh, Travis. Oh, right. Right. I thought he'd be good. Now, interestingly, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here. Oh, should I? No, I'll, I'll wait till we get to the character, because Anne has chosen him for someone. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, but not Blake. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, did you ever see him in Taboo? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's one of my favourite actors around at the moment. Um, he's, he's mesmerising. Yeah. You can't, yeah. If he's on screen, you can't take it yeah. away. Everything I've seen him in, he's, he's really good. Um, Even Dunkirk, where you only see yeah, his oh, eyes. Yeah. You, only, you see his eyes, yeah. <laughs> or Bane, you only yeah, see his eyes. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Yeah. But also, he he did, uh, for me, he did the unthinkable and made it work, and he was Mad Max. Yep, yep. You know, I before, when they were saying they were doing Fury Road, it's like, oh, just don't bother. It's only don't Mel. Bother. You can't get Mel Gibson. And then ten minutes in, you're going, Mel who? <laughs> true. Now, did you go through because to, to recast this and I, I hope in the, the, the listeners listener perhaps the listener's got a neighbour you know, <laughs> the milkman I hope in that because it was quite difficult it wasn't just a case of picking your favourite actor you had to you had to create the essence of what the character was yes to start with and later on I had terrible terrible trouble and it, it, again it's not a picking on on Stephen Pacey but I had terrible trouble casting Taron because what the hell is the character yeah it's so flighty and and made for what the episode needs. I had great difficulty with that. Mm. I had the same problem. He was the last yeah. one. He yeah yeah he was my it last was one. For both yeah both for you me and Anne. Then it was because Anne was going. Which one's talent again? <laughs> the perm. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we get to him though, uh, Avon. Who have you got for Avon? Yes. Um, well, Anne for Avon. Uh, has gone with a, an actor that I've chosen for another part. Now I don't know, I don't know whether you watch Preacher. No. The TV show. Um, there's a, a, a an actor in it called Joe Gilgan, and he plays Cassidy the Vampire. And uh, no, sorry, we're talking Avon, aren't we? Yes. Sorry, sorry. Uh, ignore me. I've got <laughs> that wrong. That was that was a little jump ahead. That was Anne's choice for Villa. Okay. Um, which I we'll get to that in a second. Right. So Avon, she's gone with, and I think this is purely because if she was the casting person, she wanted to work with this guy. <laughs> and it's Charlie Cox, TV's Daredevil. Okay. Yeah, which is good. He's a really good actor. I you know I like him. 
Um, it'd be an Irish, presumably an Irish Avon, mm. which would be interesting. Um, now, weirdly, for my Avon, I've gone with uh, two people that have both played Irish men. Uh, I've gone with, um, I can never think whether it's Cillian or Killian Murphy. Yeah. Um, now, this was, I think your, your missus said this last week when you mentioned yeah. this, and that stuck in my head, and I thought, that's brilliant. He, he would be a, a spot-on mm-hmm. Avon. I think it'd be good. And the other one, but it might be a bit of stunt casting, is um, uh, uh, Aidan Gillen, uh, who yeah. is uh, Peter Baelish, Littlefinger, uh, from Game of Thrones. I think he would do. Because, again, he's, they've both got that essence of of playing both sides. that you They're characters you can love to hate, yeah. which I yeah. think is pretty much what Avon should be. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's really good. I only had one for Avon, and uh, that's old Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, very good. I so I thought about him for a couple of parts, but I thought he don't need to work. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be alright. <laughs> no, I do. He's a good actor. He gets a lot of stick, doesn't he? But he's uh, again. No, he's, he's a very good actor. actor. All right. Yeah. So uh, Villa then. Villa. So both me and Anne have chosen. This is, is one of our choices. So uh, Joe Gilgan, the uh, uh, like I say, he's a, he's, he plays a character called Cassidy in Preacher. Yeah, I know, I know Cassidy in the comics, yeah. but I've not yeah. seen I the don't show. Know, I don't, yeah, I don't know how close the character is in the, the TV show right. to the comics. He's a, he's very much a, he's into every type of drug. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's cowardly, even though he, you know, he doesn't want confrontation and that, but he will happily go into a fight. So I, I think it'd be really good. But my initial choice, and I think he's already played this in a different show, is uh, Alan Tudyk, right. who played he played Wash in Firefly, which is almost if if Villa was a good pilot, Wash is the same character. Right. Um, so I think either of those would be good. Okay, no, they're good ones. They're good ones. Uh, <clears throat> I've got down um, Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah, he would be good. He might be getting, might be getting a little bit old for it now. Then, mm. but I suppose he's used to having CG slapped on. <laughs> okay. All right then, uh, uh, Jenna. Jenna, Jenna was a difficult one. Um, Anne went, and I, after Anne, because I did my list first, and then Anne presented her list to me earlier, and uh, I Anne's chosen Emily Blunt, and afterwards I was like, oh god, yeah, she would be brilliant. Right. Really good actress, you know. Good, good character actress, you know. I, yeah, I think she'd do it. But I went with either um, Gillian Anderson, I think would be good as Jenna, yeah. but could be a bit of stunt casting. Is she too well known as Scully? Mm. Don't know. Um, or an unusual choice, and I, she, I have seen her doing some serious stuff. She's mainly known for comedy. Uh, is Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec? Yeah. Um, I think she, she would be good because she would. I think she would bring a a, a likability factor, which sometimes. Sally Nevet didn't. No, didn't have. I know when you um, sent that, uh, my wife said, "Yeah, I can see that." Yeah. So my wife agrees with that. Okay. Oh, we're good. She's got good taste. Yeah. I put, I've got down for her, um, Jodie Whittaker. Oh, see, yeah. I I thought I do. Lo- I love Jodie Whittaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's doing Sterling stuff as uh, Doctor Who. Um, but I figured she'd be doing do, off doing Doctor Who still. Yeah, hopefully for a few more years. Yeah. Well, hopefully, but yeah. Yeah, she'd, she'd be really good, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see her Especially as we've Jenna. all gone for blondes, except for Anne, Anne with Emily Blunt. Yeah. But yeah, we've all gone for blondes. Yes, yeah. Um, all right, uh, Callie. Callie, um, so Anne's gone for Olivia Munn. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she's uh, again a very good actress. Um, she was in the last the Predator one. That yeah, was terrible. yeah, it was. Um, but she was she was alright in it. Yeah, I think she's she's a good actress. I don't know whether we could afford it. <laughs> um, now I've gone for. I don't know whether you'll know this actress. Um, she's appeared in a few things, and she has. She did appear in one of the Doctor Who's, the newer ones. Um, and again, apologies if the actress is listening. Because um, I, I, I mangle her name. It's Dykin Lachman. Dykin Lachman. Yeah, it's D I C H E N L A C H M A N. Okay. Um, and she was. I know her from a, a series called Altered Carbon. Um, and she, it, it's sort of a Blade Runner esque show. Right. Um, it's a mini series. Really good. You should grab see if you can get it out. I don't know whether it'll ever get released on video because it was like a Netflix style right. one. Um, but she played a, a, a basically a, like a replicant, their version of, and she was superb. But I thought she, she's got that otherworldly yeah, yeah. to her performance. So I think yeah, I think she'd be good. Okay, all right, that's good. She's also stunning. So that's <laughs> um, for Callie, I've got uh, Felicity Jones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I can see her. Yeah. yeah, I can totally see her as being the empath. I, did you catch her on? Um, she was on uh, the talk show, the Irish talk show host that used to be on Father Ted. What's his name? Graham, Graham Norton. Norton. She was, she, yeah, she was on there uh, a couple of weeks back. Oh, was she? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see her as Callie. Yeah, I think she'd be really mm, good. Mm. Again, very underrated actress. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. All right, all right, Gan. Gan. So this is who. Anne would have cast Tom Hardy as, right? Which I can totally see. Yeah. Although, yeah, I think he would, he would overpower the, every scene he was in. So I, my first it would become the Gan. Yeah, show. my first choice before thinking, oh, he would make a good Blake as well. Was yeah, Tom Hardy as Gan, definitely. Yeah, 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 definitely would. My choice, uh, and I think the actor could play the softer side because it would be interesting to see him play a softer side but with that hardness just below his limiter and that's uh, Rory McCann who was uh, the hound in Game of Thrones yeah 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 okay he's got the stature he's got the stature <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it um Game of Thrones time again for me uh Sean Bean I've yeah. got you know yeah I I thought of Sean Bean for Blake he was in my yeah yeah I can see but that and yeah but Anne said she she thought he's too old now. And it's like, yeah, I can. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah, but is there Her a point with Blake? Yeah. It's not an age thing, is it? That could happen any time no, in yeah, his he life. Could be, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. All right. Yeah, I love Sean Bean. Although he'd have, well, he would die he in would the last die. episode, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it fits Sean Bean's uh, yeah, career yeah. choices. No one, no one would be surprised in Blake. Sure, you die in this. Well, Blake got killed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, let's go to Zen then. Who have you got for Zen? Right, so uh, Anne's interesting choice. I could see it working, but it would it would be different. Is Richard Ayawadi. Who? Uh, Richard Ayawadi, he's a, he was in the IT crowd. Oh, yes, yeah, IT yeah, crowd, yeah. Uh, comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very funny man. But yeah, I, he's got a nice voice, I could see it. Uh, my choice for Zen, let me go to my second page... Uh, so I I went with Charles Dance. I think mm. he's got again. We're, we're just we're, once Game of Thrones over. These people will be cheap to hire, won't they? So, um, I think he's got a lo- he's got a voice I could listen to forever. And I think he's got he can do that subservience, but with a 
a hint of he hates yeah. you sort of thing that Zen has. Uh, my backup, if if he was off busy or didn't want to do it, my backup would be Stephen Fry. But again, I think that would be a different. It would bring a different vibe to yeah. it, and he might be too too much hitchhiker. Yeah, a yeah. bit too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I've got Patrick Stewart. Would be brilliant. Mm. Would be brilliant. Although uh, that it's uh, again, if it's like Charles Dance, you would just want every scene to have Zen in, then wouldn't mm. you? So go and have a conversation with Zen. That is very true. That is very true. Okay, Orac. Okay, well, uh, uh, back to front one this. So Anne went with Charles Dance because she thought he was miserable enough to play it. <laughs> now, which I, you know, I think it's good. I'd, I'd like to see Charles Dance in here somewhere. Now, my this is one of the few that I uh, gender swapped. So I thought Orac, I could see Orac would work quite well as like a, a crotchety old dowager. Yeah. So I've gone with Dame Judy Dench. Who again can play getting annoyed with someone like yeah. no other? She's really good. Or uh, Dame Maggie Smith, mm. very much like her part from um, Downton Abbey. Yeah. I could see. I, I quite like the idea that Orac is, a, is sort of a crabby old lady. Yeah, I think that'd be quite yeah, good. I can see that. I can see both of them. No, they're really good. I stayed uh, with male with mine, um, yeah. and I've got Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. He would be very good. Because of that... He would want to act, though. Yeah, that's, that, that, that... Back before he became Mr. Bean and Johnny yeah. English, you know, he had a habit of doing the 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 snobbish type, didn't yes. he? You know, he did, in, yeah. in his stand-up shows and stuff. So uh, that's what I'm focusing on, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be good. Did you see him as uh, Maygray? I thought he was mm, superb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which has evidently just been axed, so brilliant. Every time I like something, it gets <laughs> Don't like anything. That's the answer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Serverland. This is a difficult one. This was difficult. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, again, I don't, I don't know whether you'll know the actress. So, Anne went with an actress, an American actress called Parker Posey. Oh, I know Parker um, Posey. And she's really good. And it was on the strength she's done in Sterling work in the Lost in Space reboot as Dr. Mm-hmm. Smith. And when that was announced, I thought... Oh, this oh, this is like political madness, you know. Political correctness got mad, and she's superb in it. She's really good. Uh, so I could see her as a great serial. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, I went again, sort of, with with, with getting Game of Thrones <laughs> people getting them work. Uh, Lena Headley. Yeah, yeah. Now it might be too close to Cersei. I don't know, but I she she plays that part so well. As, and uh, Mama in Dread, she's superb as. Yeah, no. Are you there, Ian? Yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah it faded, faded out. No, no, there. no, no. I agree. Yeah, no. Yeah. And she was a choice for me. You know, I, I really? did consider her. Yeah. But in the end, yeah. I went for somebody already mentioned, uh, um, Emily Blunt. Yeah, oh, she, yeah. Mm. She's really good. I do like Emily Blunt. Mm. I think mm. she's, again, I've seen her in some terrible films, but she's always good. Yeah, that's a good way of uh, describing her. This is a difficult one as well, then. Uh, come on, then. Travis. Travis. Okay, so Anne's choice of Travis, and I do like this actor, and I, he, he would do a good job. Mark Strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he would be good. My choice for Travis. Now, this was this was a difficult one, because I, you, you know my love of Travis. So I've gone with um, one of Anne's choices uh, for Blake, Henry Cavill. I think he... And he would play series one Travis yeah. 
See, I've I've split it. So, Series One, the 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 rule abiding military officer Henry Cavill, yeah. brilliant. Season Two, when he goes mentally rogue, I've gone for John Bernthal, who plays the Punisher. Yeah, and was also in Walking Dead, but he's he's absolutely monumentally good as the Punisher as uh, Frank Castle, and I he, I could see him doing the the mad yeah, yeah, totally. outlaw Travis. Yeah, no, no. Good choices, and that's the question. When you're saying Travis, which Travis? Yeah, which you know? Travis? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've I've tried to go along like the middle and straddle both, yeah. and I've gone with uh, Michael Fassbender. Oh yeah, he would be superb. Oh, why didn't I thought? Why didn't I think of Blake? He's. Mm. I love Michael Fassbender. Mm. He's such a good actor. Yeah, he would be a good Blake. Good choice. Yeah. 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 He could play. He could turn up at the office, and we'd go. Yeah, you can play. What what part do you want, mate? You just you can have it. We've got you. What do you want to do? He'll go. Yeah, he'll say, "I want to play Lom, please." <laughs> All right. Okay. Next one. Uh, Sulin. Uh, so Anne. So she went with one of my choices uh, for uh, Jenna. She's gone with Amy Poehler. Right. Um, and that was purely because. She thought it would be great to have a hard as nails gunslinger that was also funny, because mm-hmm. she's not a, a she's not a great fan of the character. She thinks it's played a bit straight, a bit humorless. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. I think I, I don't agree. Uh, my choice, I decided to go with a, a sort of a, an out there choice. So this is one I had sort of the most fun with. I thought, okay, let's Clark, let's cast Glynis Barber. Yeah. I saw she's, that. She's she looks amazing still. She can act. I think she'd be perfect. And age is not an issue in this no, role. No, not at all. Yeah, no. no, that's a good idea. Have Glynis Barber back yeah. as Sulin. And can you imagine the press coverage you'd get for that? Oh well? yeah, yeah, yeah. Inspired. Um, yeah. I didn't go that route. Uh, <clears throat> all my choices up until now are British. Okay. Because I consider, you know, Blake Seven to be a quintessentially British yeah. show. Because I, yeah, I, I, I do, but I didn't worry about that too much. For this no, one. the the, because the I, one yeah, time, I think the world. Yeah, the one time in this where I did think there is someone outside of the UK that could do it for Sulin uh, was Jennifer Lawrence. I'm not. Yeah. I'm... No. I, she could she could do it. I'm not a great fan of the actress. I think uh, she, okay. the trouble is she comes and it might be interesting, but she always comes across as a like almost like a a, a kid playing dress up to me. She never seems to have much gravity right uh, in the parts. Um, I the only thing I've seen her in that I thought I, I can't stand the series of films, but um, Hunger Games the first yeah. one I thought she was really good in that. But then, as Mystique, I thought she was. Yeah. Like, she, there was no conviction yeah. there. Yeah, but you could say that about the whole films, yeah. couldn't you? That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were just paychecks, weren't they? But yeah, I think she could do it. Yeah, she would bring. She would certainly bring star power to the. The program. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Tarrant. Then that was a sticky one for you. Who did you end up yeah. with? Well, Anne immediately. She only had ever had one choice, and that was Paul Rudd. Okay. Ant-Man. Okay. Yeah, but she did have a stipulation. He's got to play it wearing the same look that he had in Anchorman, <laughs> you know, with the tash and the the flares and that. Yeah. So I thought oh, that's fair enough. This was difficult because there's not a lot to pin a character on. Mm-hmm. So so my this is either one where you could just pick uh, an upcoming unknown 
as a sort of you know and see what happens but I've gone with again Game of Thrones is, is covering a lot of my stuff uh, Richard Madden yeah. um, he played Rob Stark uh, and I, he was also in The Bodyguard, which was, was a good, good show. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Uh, but yeah, I think he'd be quite good because he can, he can do charming, but also an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think he would be quite good. But I think you had trouble with this one as well. Didn't you? I did. Um, and I was looking and looking. And in the end, I came up with um, Aidan Turner. All right, yeah. Yeah, um, I think he could do it. I could... I I could see him as this like you know smug, um, arrogant yeah. type. You know. Yeah, yeah. He could because that. If you're trying to describe talent, other than saying the perm, <laughs> um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because smug is the the overriding characteristic. Yeah. yeah. And I th- I wonder if this might be a, an area where you could, not only recast the character, you could rewrite mm. the character into something a bit into better. Into the captain. Yeah, into the captain. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. All right, Dana. Then, well, weirdly, we both Anne and myself separately came up with the same actress because we both loved her on Doctor Who, and it's female Argyman. Uh, she's superb. She seems to have gone to America now, though. So I don't know. That's exactly who she's I've got. Really? Yeah. Really, yeah. Ex- it's. I think she'd be brilliant because yeah. she's she's still young enough that she could portray the, you know, the the sort of the childlike side of yeah. Dana but also hopefully you know, she, she seems to be fairly good in a, a staged fight so you wouldn't get any more of the, uh, <laughs> the timid I don't actually want to touch this yeah, stunt yeah, yeah, type yeah. performance yeah. no no um, totally agree totally agree alright alright <coughs> excuse me that's our would you um, yeah would you recast Baben no no Colin could do it no it'd be perfect in the it's not an age thing he could be any age. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right, you're right. It, it, these characters could be any age. And, I, and as, I know they wouldn't do it for various reasons, but uh, a, a much or a, an older cast could be really interesting, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, You know. I mean, I, did, I always liked that bit about um, Space 1999, that these people were meant to be scientists, <laughs> and they were played usually by older yeah. actors. Yeah. And it's like, perfect. <sighs> if... Colin turns up at maximum power. We yeah. got to rope him in. Just, just turned up. Just he's, <laughs> he's in the queue. Wait. We got to rope him in, haven't we? Yeah. 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 We got, we got to say hi. To oh, him. absolutely. All right. Okay. All right. So uh, now it's competition time. Okay. Yes. So this is where we, uh, Ian and I, hand over to you, the listener. Um, if you would like to know, um, sorry, if you would like to let us know uh, your casting choices on the Facebook page, um, I thought we would keep the contest open for three weeks from after this uh, yep. episode goes out. And uh, the next recording after that date, we're going to put all the entries into a, um, uh, well, my trooper helmet, and, uh, and we'll pull out a winner. And uh, the winner of it will win a uh, Liberator teleport bracelet kit from Century Castings. Yes, a worthy prize. A worthy prize, because they, uh, they build up into uh, quite an impressive uh, piece, don't they? They do. They, they're, like, like all of uh, Alex's kits, they're well thought out, well put together, well cast. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's a lovely little yeah. kit. So if you would like to go across to uh, Facebook, tell us who you would like as uh, your cast in this reboot, and uh, you may be in a chance uh, a chance to win the thing. Okay. Yeah. So don't don't forget it's actors and actresses that are alive. They've got to be alive. It's very. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard getting hold of the agents for dead actors. They've got to. Yeah. They've got to be breathing. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, also, if if you put you know even just like a, a few words as to why. Yes. Not not that you just think they're hot. Although that's a good enough reason. <laughs> you know that's how Colin got cast. True. So. True. Well, for you and me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So if yeah, if you'd like to do that, you're, you 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 stand a chance of winning this uh, lovely prize. Okay. Yes. So so everyone take yeah. part. Yeah. All right. Okay. And uh, so answers on the postcards <laughs> to BBC to Centre, BBC Television Centre, Wood Lane, <laughs> London, LW. I almost had you almost had it. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez, that was from years ago. All right. Okay. All right. With that done, uh, let's f- let's look forward to the next one, which is season four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we're finally getting around to Headhunter. We've we've yes, mentioned yeah. it a few uh, times just lately, uh, but we're going to discuss Vina. Okay. Uh, the 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 female. What do you call her? Um, Companion. She's not. Yeah, she's not a scientist, is she? She's a companion. She work on that. Yeah. A companion of Muller. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. That's polite. <laughs> How polite do we be next time? Yeah. Okay. All right. Dodgy. Dodgy. All right. Okay, Ian. See you next time. Brilliant. Right. Nice one. Right. See you in fifty-one. Bye bye. Fifty-one. Bye bye. Bye.